Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny, and we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. hoppers. This week, we finally had a chance to ride Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind together. That's right. In this episode, spoiler alert, we'll be breaking down every bit of this amazing new attraction at Epcot's World Discovery. Sit back, relax, and let's get ready to blast to the past with us and the Guardians. Let's, let's hop to it. it. Exactly what we heard earlier today. <laughs> I think we're jumping back. I think we're jumping back. We oh. definitely jumped back. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to discuss this ride because I was finally able to go on it. I went on it almost a month ago at this point. You know, and it's really exciting for me to finally get you on this ride. It was so much fun. Can I just say for a second, if you are looking at our notes for the show, because we, we, we'll put down notes sometimes. It's like for the show so we can you know know what we're going to talk about and want to make sure we don't miss a thing but on here it says bill seven danny two and if that doesn't feel like the most i win like a score <laughs> oh my goodness but i finally got to go on at least twice as opposed to zero it is no longer a shutout in the last two times that you've gotten to ride it, I've gotten to be right next to you. Yeah, and fortunately for your two rides, we ended up actually getting two different songs, which was great. It wasn't yeah. a repeat performance. Um, but this ride is just so much fun. And if you don't want to hear any details or anything like that about the ride, because we are literally going to break down every single tidbit there is to offer about Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, I would suggest, honestly, as much as we'd love you to listen, <laughs> you should probably skip this episode. Yeah, just turn it off. Listen, to, Come yeah. back and listen to it later after yeah, you ride it. Exactly. And when it opens May 27th, just a couple of weeks, Friday oh. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to give you our honest opinions. Now, real quick, before we get started, I do want you, to, you guys to know that I just spent the last couple of days with my sister, Maggie, yeah. and her boyfriend, Nick. Shout out, Nick. Huge fan of the show. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> We love you. They're very supported. We love them so much. And we had a great time with them in the parks. But I am starting to lose my voice because about 30 miles later, my legs <laughs> and my voice are yeah. <laughs> showing a little bit. Of, your of, your feet were a-walking the last four days. My dogs were a-barking. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. But also, my voice is... Um, Shot. It, it may... Uh, <laughs> I, I also have to ride in Guardians twice. I feel like one yeah. thing I've realized about myself... Anytime I ride a new ride, I always lose my voice because I'm screaming at it. <laughs> Do you remember the first time we rode yeah. Velocicoaster? Oh, my God, yeah. I was like... Do I? I was screaming like... I don't even know. Like bloody murder. Yes. <laughs> like Velasa murder. Um, but we... Uh, you know, we and we went on like Velocicoaster multiple times over the past couple days. Yeah. And so if my voice squeaks, that's why. There was a lot Enjoy. of coaster riding in the last few yeah. days. Yeah. But yesterday and today, it included a coaster that isn't even open yet, which is so 
so cool and i'm so excited to talk about this 16 more days folks 16 more days we're almost there yeah so let's let's hop to it (laughs) (laughs) well done well done yes so this episode is going to be breaking down each portion of the pre area or the queue um the outside area and then we're going to talk about the ride itself what we thought we're going to touch on all the songs that are featured on the ride there are six options for you to ride to i don't remember if we listed them in a previous episode but we're going to talk and play like Uh, a little bit of a clip of each one so you know exactly which ones we're talking about and then we're going to talk about like like the song choices because honestly i also think that now that i've ridden it i'm like uh, oh, you know, I kind of get it now. Well, I, I more than kind of get it, but I, I get it now. Yeah. Where before I did also feel like that is an interesting choice. choice of song. Yeah. So the Imagineers, I was told the Imagineers literally had hundreds of songs they were testing out and wrote it hundreds of times two different songs and then they finally had to narrow it down to a list of six which is what they decided on and who knows maybe sometime in the future maybe that list will change but right now it is a list of six songs do you want to go over those list of songs right now uh do you want to do that yeah we can do that or do you want to go over that when we're talking about the ride we can do it. yeah let's do that so let's let's touch on I, the music is such a big part yeah. of what we love here at a couple of our coppers so i think that we're excited to talk about that we're excited to talk about the whole thing for sure so but yeah let's hold on to that the little uh pieces of the music until we get to that okay perfect so let's give a sort of a brief rundown and the official description from disney of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, again, launching May 27th, 2022. Yes. Now, on right off of Disney's website, first off, this is at World Discovery at Epcot, and it says, take off on an intergalactic chase through space and time with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Now, if you're wondering where World Discovery is at Epcot, the actually, the queue is where Ellen's Energy Adventure once was. If you're walking into Epcot from the parking lot, it's to the left of Spaceship Earth. You cannot miss it if you're walking into the front of Epcot. Now, if you're coming in through the back, if you, like, get off the Skyliner, um, on that side, you do have to walk to the front to get to this ride. So... You will miss it if you are entering Epcot that way, but it is when you enter, are entering at the main gate of Epcot, right in front of Spaceship Earth. You cannot miss it. It's straight to your left. Correct. So before everything, we want to preface that technically this ride is family friendly, although it is a bit of a thrill ride. Um, the height requirement to get on is 42 inches, so that is three feet, six inches. I just made it. Yeah, you just made it. <laughs> you just made it. Um and uh, it is on Disney's website, it is described as introducing an all new coaster. This family dash thrill attraction features the first ever reverse launch on a Disney coaster and is one of the largest fully enclosed coasters in the world. A new innovation from Walt Disney Imagineering, this coaster also rotates 360 degrees so you can focus on the action. So that is definitely something we wanted to point out. The fact that, no, the entire coaster vehicle doesn't rotate 360 degrees because that's not physically possible. You're on a coaster track, but the part that you're actually sitting in can rotate any direction they want to so you can actually like look at 
what's supposed to be looked at. Right. And and we're going to kind of break that down and, and why that's important here in a minute. Yeah. But um, let's go ahead and let's start with that. Um, the, the We're, we're kind of going directly off the website so you guys right. hear it and you don't have to look it up. This we're going to talk about this it. This is official <laughs> verbiage from Disney. Official verbiage. Yes. So you walk up to the old Ellen's Energy Adventure Building. Like I said, it is to the left of Spaceship Earth if you're walking in from the parking lot. And um, you, the, you can't miss it. The Novacore Star Blaster is just hanging out right out there. The big yellow and gray spaceship and, that's just and, in and the there's outdoor. No other spaceships there, so yeah. you're not like, oh, this must be a spaceship area. No, it's, it's right there. It's huge. It's beautiful. If you walk past the yellow and gray spaceship and you've reached test track, you've gone too far. Yeah, turn around. <laughs> but, but yes, it is. <laughs> It's very hard to miss when when you're walking, especially with the construction walls and everything down at this point. Um, But once you enter past the spaceship, you're going to enter into the official indoor queue, which, again, was the old Ellen's Energy Adventure building. Now, currently, you cannot go over there until May the 27th. That's right. May 27th. So you can't even go over and stand near there. So... If you are listening to this right now and you're like, oh, I'm going to run down to Epcot and go, you know, go ride the ride, go ride the ride. You can't. You can't yet. Unless you know a cast member <laughs> yeah. or you're a pass holder and you've got one of those previews or you're a DVC member and you got one of those previews. You know, there was plenty of previews that were sent out. Emails were sent out. People got their previews. People are happy. People are mad. It is what it is. But May 27th, 16 days away, this ride does officially open. Yes. Now, a world beyond belief. Begin your adventure by touring the Galaxarium. Galaxarium. The Galax... <laughs> Shoot. One more time. Say it again. The Galaxarium. The Galaxarium, a planetarium-like exhibition showcasing the similarities and differences between Xandar and Earth's galaxies. You'll even get to discover some of the incredible wonders of Xandar and learn about their technology. So Xandar is uh, one of the planets from the Guardians of the Galaxy films, and the Nova Corps is located on Xandar. And so basically what this is, is that Xandar decided to basically build a pavilion, which is called the Wonders of Xandar, and it's a little bit of a nod to the Wonders of Life Pavilion, which is right next right. door. Um, and you are basically going into a showcase of all of their really cool technology that they wanted to show us here on Earth, a.k.a. Terra, is what they call it in uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Um, why? Terra, I believe, is, I think, Spanish for Earth. Right. So, um, yeah, that's where that comes from. But Xandar has basically ship this huge exhibition down here where you can check out all the really cool stuff that they want to show you. Um, So that's the basis of the actual queue. Um, And then on the Disney website, it also says an extraterrestrial escapade. It says, just as you are about to reach the culmination of the tour, everything goes sideways and you're called into action to help the Guardians of the Galaxy. Join Rocket, Groot, Gamora, and Star-Lord on an urgent mission where you'll rewind, rotate, and head towards the action through an exciting space pursuit. Ready for an awesome quest across the cosmos to save the galaxy? It's all up to you. So it's funny because sometimes I hear like what they say on the website and I'm like, that's kind of it. 
This is exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's the beautiful description. But we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about the cue because we're gonna rewind, if you will. We're gonna rewind, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the cue a little bit more in depth. Now, before we not that we forget, but before we move on, um, this ride is going to be a virtual queue. Yes, that's very very important to note. Like we've been saying over and over again, May twenty seventh, official opening day. You will not be able to just walk up and ride this ride. No. You will not. It is kind of unfortunate, but the line would probably be like four hours if you were going to. So they're going to you know, do their best to get as many people into this ride as possible. I would imagine the virtual queue is going to be pretty large because this ride is an absolute peep leader. Yeah. And I'm hoping that this is going to be similar to Rise in the sense that at first it was kind of like, chaos <laughs> it yeah. was like chaos and bloodshed at first <laughs> and then it's not a solution no it was not um <laughs> and so what you know as time went on and the queue like and how to use it kind of became more well known it's a little bit easier to go ahead and get on like to get a virtual queue yeah and i'm not sure if this has been answered or do we know if this will be like Rise and Remy's that eventually they will have a standby queue? Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to eventually have a standby queue. But I think they're they're still working on, as they do with every ride that's like uber technical, like this ride is. Yeah. And like Rise of the Resistance is. There's eventually going to be times where the ride is down. And it's just, it just happens with technology. Nothing in technology is right. perfect. But I think they're trying to get as many people in as possible while still working out, you know, the kinks because you yeah. you ultimately can't work out all the kinks in a new attraction until you put tons of people through it. Right. And now we did say virtual queue. There's going to be one other option to ride. Ka-ching, ka-ching. The individual lightning lane. Yes. Now, so, yeah. I, I expect to see that at about $15. Yeah, probably. Because um, I think it, it, that's kind of where they... That's what Rise was. That's where they've maxed out at. Yeah. Um, I... I think that this is going to be something that it's not going to be like, oh, the virtual queue is gone. Maybe I'll pay for an indi- like an individual l- lightning lane. It's going to be like, if you know you want to do it, you're going to have to do it like first thing. Cause, right. I mean, that well, but overall, that is the way that you are going to be able to ride this ride this is the at way. the beginning. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> it's <a> wrong franchise. <laughs> yeah, it's all Disney. It's fine. <laughs> True. Um, so without spoiling anything this early in the episode, I kid you not, this is literally the first ride that Disney's put out where I would actually consider paying the a la carte individual Lightning Lane money for. Yeah. I would actually pay to ride this ride. Well, the funny thing is we were discussing, I mean, you guys aren't there with us all the time, but if you were, you would hear us that we had discussed the other day, yesterday, today, one of the days. Someday. (laughs) The past 48 hours, we were discussing that this is something that we would wake up on our days off and see if we can get a virtual queue or an individual lightning lane. That was earlier too. And plan. (laughs) Yeah. I was wondering what conversation you're talking about. And plan our day around it because we love this ride. Yes. So much. Yeah. It'll be one of those things where like we wake up at seven, get the virtual queue, go back to bed until whenever our time is (laughs) pop over to Epcot, ride the ride, get lunch and go home. I'm going <laughs> to, I work from home. I'm going to have to, that 12 o'clock drop, I'm going to be like, come on, come on. 
oh, excuse me, I'm taking a long lunch. I'm going to go to Xandar. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't we don't know for a fact if there's going to be a second drop, just to kind of clarify what Danny was right. talking about. I would assume definitely 7 a.m. like all the other ones, but we don't know if there's going to be the 1 o'clock drop like all the other I'm just assuming, and so I am, you know, maybe just kind of assuming that it'll be like that, but Bill's right. There is no guarantee. Right. So then maybe I'll be up at 7 a.m. trying to get it, <laughs> trying to go to Xandar on my lunch. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. Well, speaking of going to Xandar, let's talk about the queue. When we go through the front door past the Novacore Star Blaster, I always almost forget the name of that and like my mind's like blah, 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 blah. oh Novacore <laughs> Star Blaster. That's, That's what that ship is Nova called. Novacore Star Blaster. That's a mouthful it though. It is. It is. So you go through the the front door of the attraction and right in front of you says the wonders of Xandar. And you walk in and the first room you go in is the Galaxarium. The Galaxarium. Day. I will forever say that incorrectly. <laughs> the Galaxarium. The Galaxarium. <laughs> <laughs> the Galaxarium. It's okay. I know that you guys just listened to this show to hear me mess up words. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean. So the Galaxarium is a really cool looking room. And one thing that I really, that I noticed right away that I thought was really aesthetically pleasing was when you walk in and they're not the traditional ride queue switchbacks. They're like beautiful metal and glass ramps and like circular structures yeah. where the line kind of feeds around the galaxarium rather than, you know, like a chain with poles and you're like back, 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 back. It is lovely. It's beautifully designed. And you it's, guys are going to see that. We're going to be posting a video soon where you guys can get a good look at that. Yeah, it, it's, it's up already. Oh, yeah, yes. that's right. It is up already. Yeah, it went up this morning on YouTube. Okay. So definitely go check that out, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. And we have an entire tour of the queue and then the very beginning of the ride um, of in our immediate reaction following that ride. Uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rio on Danny's first ride. Um, up again, like I said, on YouTube, youtube.com slash couple of park hoppers. Go subscribe there now and check out that video. Now, one thing about this first room is it's basically a artificial intelligence, right? She's artificial yeah. intelligence. So in the ceiling, there's like a like a projection, I guess you would call it. I don't know what it, the It looks like a planetarium. It like, does. It looks like a planetarium where they're projecting like... Space. Space up yeah. on the ceiling, except there's no chairs. You're walking through the queue. And the cool thing about this is it's not like a normal planetarium where it's just kind of like, ooh, stars, ooh, a planet. Um, there's things that are flying through the sky like turkey legs. <laughs> and or, awesome mixed volume one tapes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently the the entire like loop of the planetarium artificial intelligence Galaxarium. lady yes um she is you said it's a couple hours long right no oh, it's about 30 to 40 minutes oh, 30. for some reason the the word or the time four hours is in my head yeah. but i guess not <laughs> if if you're spending more than 30 to 40 minutes in the Galaxarium, there's something wrong with the ride yeah because this line moves pretty good as far as the queue goes we actually saw the same like yeah bit five ten minute bit that we saw the other day yeah both times but the thing is she's very um sassy and yeah. very funny so the nice thing is sometimes you're in a queue and you're like okay but it's really amusing yeah. being in there and beautiful so you're walking through and almost in like a swirling motion um the the lines 
almost make it look like the line isn't as long as it actually is. Right. Just because of the shape of it. So it's got to be some kind of psych- like psychological thing. Oh, yeah. That you're like, oh, it's not that long. Like you're already in a good mood because it's so beautiful in there. One thing that I think the Imagineers did really, really well with this cue is to keep you distracted from how long the line actually is. Where you board, let's say, one of Disney's top attractions, Flight of Passage. There is a really cool like science lab towards the very end of the queue where you know you've got the floating navi avatar in the pool and you've got all these little like microorganism things you can look at which is really cool but prior to that the queue is literally just walking through rocks walking through a forest right and then there's a bathroom in the middle because it's so long right and then that godforsaken (laughs) pre-show With the where you can uh fly, uh-huh. um, yeah, it, it's not a great cue for how long those lines are. But the cue for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, like Danny was saying, the loop of the, the artificial intelligence voice that's guiding you through the galaxarium, plus everything else we're going to talk about, literally makes you you're distracted the entire time from the fact that you're waiting in a line. There's so much stuff to look at, yeah. You're that room. It has a purpose and it's to put you in awe of like, oh, this is your first like reaction and your first impression of what you're walking into and you're entertained right off the bat. So love that first room of the queue. Absolutely. Now, once you leave that room, um, there's kind of like a small second room that's kind of like the stairs going up to like, well, I guess it's like a a half space, I guess. Yeah, it's like an extra ramp almost. And there are these absolutely beautiful... um, I don't know, lampshades? Light fixtures. Yeah, the light fixtures. I know what you're talking about. And they almost look like they came from like somewhere in space. Out of this world. Yeah, they're out of this world. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or Ikea. Oh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Zandarian Ikea. Yes, yes, because it wouldn't be a normal Ikea. Yeah. A Zandarian Ikea. Yep. And those are absolutely lovely. And everything kind of has this very like out of this world theme, like Bill just said. So... You're going up the ramp and you see all of those light fixtures. Then you go to the next room and right off the bat, there's, you know, more entertainment like just in front of your face immediately. And one of those first things is going to be the Zandarian Progress City. Did I say that right? Zandarian. Dang it. You are killing it tonight. I just spent... Zandarian. Oh, man. I'm not going to say anything anymore. (laughs) All right. You're, you're, you got the rest of the episode, right? I'm just going to plug in myself going, Xandar, over <laughs> everything you say. Xandar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you record the rest of the episode. <laughs> sure. And here's Bill oh. Neville. Xandar. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say it. Okay, Zandar. so what do we see? We see the... So there is a like a a small model of Xandar. Right. Where it, it very closely resembles the model of Progress City that you uh, view inside the People Mover. When you're on the People Mover, remember when you're wa- when you're driving by uh, the old model of what Epcot was supposed to be, a.k.a. Progress City? That's what I think the Imagineers took inspiration from when creating this Xandarian uh, model city for this queue. But one really, really cool thing is the fact that it's actually projection mapped, where it's not just something you look at. It's actually, there's a narration that's telling you certain things about 
said Progress City right. or Xandar, but it's highlighting it with projections as you're talking about each piece that the voice is talking about right which is really really neat and um if you don't know what i'm talking about if you've been to the uh the uh, epcot experience building remember the big circle 3d thing that's now closed i'm not not 3d the big circle vision thing um that's now closed in the odyssey building the white building that's over near the mexico pavilion mm-hmm. um Remember the the thing that was in the middle? It was like all the new pavilions coming to Epcot. I do remember that. And it would kind of highlight each one with colors and shapes and stuff. That's what I'm talking about with projection mapping on the uh, Zandarian model. So basically, they're just kind of giving you a history yeah. of this. Yeah, and it's just a really cool thing to look at. And if you look closely... You might see a hidden Mickey or two. Yes, yes, we found uh, at least one hidden Mickey earlier shout today. Shout out to Rob. Yeah, shout out to Rob. He uh, he pointed it out. I think he saw it in another video. I'm not giving him full credit. We'll give him full credit. Okay, you can. I I'll I give won't. him full. I credit. won't, but you can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, after we see the Progress City, next we come into a room where that has a lot of small screens and some much much larger screens. Now those smaller screens are really cool because it almost looks like, I don't know, like if you were honestly like walking into this experience and they were just kind of like, oh, there's the news on somewhere. Uh, and you're getting all these interviews. Now the interviews are with uh, like Groot and Rocket. There's one with Gamora and Star-Lord. There's one with Star-Lord and Drax. Mm-hmm. Those are the only ones I'm aware of. Correct. Now, um, and they're just kind of talking to them about different things. Um, some of the the jokes are kind of related to, you know, a nod to Epcot. And, you know, Epcot purists will probably appreciate some of the jokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And... There's also, you know, different jokes that just have to do with the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So if you're a Guardians fan, it's really, really fun to be able to see that. Now, uh, there's it's not just one loop of an interview. So depending where you are in the queue, you might see, you know, Groot and Rocket having an interview. If you're somewhere else in the queue, you might see Jessica Mora talking to the interviewer. Somewhere else in the queue, you might get you know, Star-Lord and then Drax popping in. So you do get kind of a different experience depending on where you are uh, in that room. Now, in that room, there's also uh, there's also a couple like, uh, what is it? Their, their interview, or not their interviews, their uniforms. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. They yeah, have all their the Zandarian uniform- uniforms. The Zandarian uniforms. They have different small models of the ship so you can see what they Mm -hmm. look like and you know no matter where you are looking in this queue you are just getting hit with this just so much stuff everything looks beautiful and just like technologically advanced which is really really fun to look at and nothing is ever the same Yes. So you could walk through the queue multiple times and see different pieces because you continue moving. You don't stop. Yeah. And if the line is moving, you do miss something. So the rewritability, even just for the queue, is definitely very high. Yeah. Do you have anything else to mention about that room? Not really. Um, after that room, after you, you, know, you start to see the interviews, which, again, are kind of like 
like a news reporter style that are interviewing each of the Guardians of the Galaxy after they had just saved the world and like they're just cracking jokes about certain things. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but you actually get end up getting moved into what I would call a holding area right after that room where you kind of just wait for um, an entrance into another room. There's really nothing going on in that holding area. I don't think I've been in it seven times already. I don't think there is anything happening in there. I think it's more or less just to get enough people in there I think they're doing a count of some sort. That's what I was going to say. I think once you've gone through like the actual queue where you're kind of in a line, at this point they have counted you out. So you're the next group that is go- about to get like start going through the loading process to right. a point. So when I say loading process, I don't mean you're about to get on the ride. I mean you're about to see the actual pre-show right? and then you're going to get loaded onto the ride. So I think I think you're right. I think they are counting people off so that there's not too few or not too many. Right. So um, I would say that you, this next room that we're discussing, it's just a room. It's just a room. It's very nice looking, but it's just a room. It's a room with doors that lead to the next part. Now, the next step that we do is going to be our first pre-show room. Yes. So we actually go from that holding area into a room with this really cool double pane projection technology uh, where you actually meet Nova Prime, a.k.a. Glenn Close, a.k.a. Irani Real is her name from the uh, the films. And you meet like the boss of Xandar. in uh, Glenn Close, like I said, reprises her role. Um, and is there anything that she can't do? No, by there the way? isn't. <laughs> no, there isn't. And so she introduces you to the fact that you're at Wonders of Xandar and says like, Thanks for coming. And the final thing we're going to do is we're going to de- demonstrate a teleportation for you to go up into one of our spaceships and just see uh, this this um, piece of technology that they have created for you to jump spaces or jump time, jump spaces. like Right. Uh, rather than traveling at the speed of light for like 27 million years to Xandar, you can... Because of this, uh, I forget what it was called, the generator. Oh, uh, I, I, the been... cosmic generator. I think yeah, the cosmic, we'll just call it the cosmic yeah, generator the, for, for right now. Yeah, the cosmic generator is something that opens up jump points where you can literally enter it, go through like a, uh, almost like an invisible tunnel, like a portal almost. Yeah, and then go out the other side and you're, on the other side of the galaxy. Right. Which is pretty cool. So she's like, hey, we're going to demonstrate this for you. We're going to, you know, teleport you up and we're going to show you this amazing technology that only us Xandarians have. And so she goes away and then on comes Terry Crews. Oh my goodness. Because Terry Crews is awesome. He is Centaurian Tal Merrick. That is his name in the uh, the attraction here. And he has some really funny uh, moments during his little introduction. He's trying to figure out what us Epcot uh, like, people call ourselves. So he's he's doing like a practice routine almost where he's like Epcotters, Epcot people, Epcotians. Epcotians. What do we call them? What do they call themselves? And then he realizes he's being filmed and he's like, hey, you know, Terry <laughs> Crews is like super expressive with his face. Oh, he's so great. He's so funny. Um, so he goes through his whole spiel and then you end up going into the next room, which is actually the teleportation room. And you're going in there kind of like it reminded me of the the type of pace when you're going into there, like when you uh, when the doors open after Ray 
uh, in um, yes. uh, Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance. Where like you feel like you should be rushing. <laughs> right. Like, oh, we got to get to the next part. Right. Exactly. So you're kind of getting whisked in there by Terry Crews' voice. And he's like, get into the middle of the room. You got to get inside the lighted part of the floor. You don't want to know what happens if you're standing outside the lighted part of the floor. Right. And it's, it's pretty funny. Um, and then I will give you guys a warning because there's not a lot of visual warnings here in this room. Right. Or anywhere on the ride for that matter. Which, Disney, if you're listening, you got to put some warnings here. And if I miss them, I'm sorry, but they are not very obvious. Inside the teleportation room, if you have any sort of sensitivity to light or strobes or flashing lights or anything like that, this is going to be a tough room for you because there is a lot of flashing lights and strobes while the demonstration of the teleportation is happening. And then right, and it's long too. Like it's not like a couple of seconds, it's like 30 seconds to a minute while these lights are kind of like flashing around you. Right. So if you know, if you're with anybody who has any sensitivity to flashing lights, um, you know, epilepsy, that kind of stuff, it's it's going to be a tough room for them. You might want to have them, you know, cover their eyes completely or maybe hold their head against your chest or something like that. Just be aware that that room is very flashy. If you have any questions about this, please speak to a cast member yes. first before you enter this queue. <laughs> because there, there may be a way that you can actually skip that room. Well, there may be a way. And you, honestly, you may want to speak to a cast member about the whole experience, though, if you do have sure. any concerns, because even the ride itself. Sure, but it's so. not nearly as much as this room this in particular. This specific room, yeah. But let's go back to that room. Yeah. <laughs> so we are in the teleportation room at this point, and the flashing lights go off, and then you hear a boom, everything goes dark, and then the lights come back up, and the room looks completely different. Which I love this. I think that this is one of those awesome like Disney magic moments that I haven't seen in a minute. But um, also I think that when we talk about rise, right. They also do a good job on rise during the pre-show of like presenting, like when you, when all the stormtroopers are in front of yeah. you and the doors open, it kind of feels like that it moment. It felt very much like that. And which is really cool. Cause you, we love a good pre-show. We love a good pre-show. And this one is excellent. No exception, you know, to not being a good pre-show. This is amazing. Yeah. So again, appears out of nowhere. And then what happens? Uh, so the, I won't tell you how the effect happens. I know how the effect happens, yeah. but I won't tell you that. You, you can enjoy it yourself. You don't have to know how the sausage is made. No, exactly. Um, but something happens. The, the walls are gone. You've teleported up to the spaceship and you're in the the Novacore spaceship above Terra, and you're about to see the demonstration of the uh, cosmic generator. Right. And so uh, then everything goes sideways. So basically we're watching uh, Glenn Close and Terry Crews on, on the screens. screens in their each of their roles. And they're, you know, talking to us about this. And then out of nowhere, it just disappears and it disappears right in front of your eyes which is another really cool thing mm -hmm. now you never you went on stitches great escape right i have yes it gave me a lot of like stitches great escape yeah. vibes from yeah. when like the monsters all like 
cute and fluffy and then they're like watch this it's totally cool everything's gonna be fine and then it he disappears and then he reappears all burnt to a crisp mm-hmm. but like how it disappears right in front of your eyes which is really really awesome to see now as soon as they realize it's gone they start panicking alarms start going off and they immediately say call the guardians mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get this great moment where the guardians are going to be on the screen to your left hand side and they're talking and asking questions about what happened like how did you let this happen i am groot like there's just all (laughs) of these fun jokes we won't spoil those for you all of these questions that are flying and they are actually watching this giant monster yes right he's a giant celestial his name is ison and he he was actually in one of the guardians movies featured in a scene very quickly and he was known um for wiping out civilizations oh wow so ison actually appears out in space through your space window um and he's actually holding the cosmic generator and we're watching it. In, we're watching it happen while we see the Guardians on another screen. So right. all of this is happening at one time. So he creates a jump point and he starts putting Earth through it. While while we're a hang, while we're hanging above Earth in the Xandarian ship, right. he starts putting Earth through the uh, through the jump point. And so he's like, You have screwed up and we're gonna go back in time to fix a problem. And I forget what the exact quote is, but you got to ride it. Basically, we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you need to know. So Earth and Isan both uh, disappear through the the jump point, And you're like, what now? And the Guardians and Tal Merrick are going back and forth. Um, with trying Terry f- Crews. Trying to figure out a, uh, a plan. And Rocket comes up with the brilliant plan of the escape pods, which we're supposed to go back down to Earth in. To send him through the jump point and see if we can save the day with the Guardians. Yes. So that kind of concludes that room. You end up heading out into uh, a big, long hallway, which does get a little tight at times. But you're heading down towards the loading area. And this is really, really exciting um, once you get down into that loading area, which you don't really realize how vast this building is until you get into the loading area. And you're like, wow. This is huge. Now they're loading from both sides. Yes. Also, think think Big Thunder Railroad. Yeah, or Space Mountain. Yeah, yeah, Spa- but it's not two separate tracks like Space Mountain. Right, it's one track. But they're loading on both sides. But when you walk in, I guess yeah, like Big Thunder is a great one because when you first walk in, you see you normally see both tracks loading. Yeah, and just like that, like you said, there's only one track. So you walk in, and immediately you get you know. Very excited because mm-hmm. you're about to go on the ride. Yeah. And also the ride vehicles look so, so cool. The yep. entire queue is just themed to the hilts. Like absolutely like they did an amazing job with all of this. They theming. really did. And they you walk up and they tell you to go ahead and get in your row, depending on how many people are in your party. You are seated two door row. And the great thing about this ride is, at least especially for short people, is that the bottom row is actually lower and the the, the row behind it. Um, so each like car has two rows, two people to each row. The, the second row is a little bit higher. So if you're shorter like me and somebody in front of you is taller, you can actually see over them. Right. Which is 
I mean, kudos to whoever did that because not many ride vehicles do that. Signed, somebody who's five feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Danny was talking about the ride vehicles. They are beautiful. They're beautifully designed. They're super comfortable. Oh, so comfortable. They're so like, for lack of a better word, uh, very uh, any size person friendly, basically. So small, big, you know, tall, literally there's leg room. There's tons of room. I do want to say though, on their website, they do say that not everybody may fit in the vehicle. However, if you've ever been to some other theme parks, sometimes they're not as uh, accommodating, accommodating to people of any size. Right. So this one, I mean, they definitely, you know, made it so whether you're, you know, really small or, you know, on the larger side, on the larger side that, you know, it's going to fit a wider vi- variety of people than right. some other rides might. Right. So um, you're in the now we're in the coaster. Now yeah, we're in the ride vehicle. We're in the ride and then we are off and you basically round a corner and then the fun begins. Yes. You're you're met by the Guardians of the Galaxy in the opening tunnel. They're kind of giving you a little bit of a like a rundown of what's happening. And of course, Drax is cracking jokes. We're not going to uh, spoil those jokes for you. We want you to have some sort of uh, surprise element when you're riding the ride, if you're listening to this episode right now. And just so you guys kind of have like a mental idea, as soon as you turn into that first tunnel, once the ride starts, you have screens on coming at you from both sides where different uh, members of the Guardians of the Galaxy are kind of like almost like... FaceTiming into the yeah. into the meeting of you <laughs> about right. to head off on this adventure. Yeah, they're briefing you. But there's screens everywhere. So no matter where you're sitting, no matter where you look. So I would say like every 20 feet, you're seeing a screen that isn't just like a screen. It looks very like futuristic, space worthy, where they are just briefing you, talking to mm-hmm. your, your Drax there. <laughs> He's just ribbing you. So yes. Now then once you go over that... What is right at the top? So at the very top, so you're climbing a hill while you're talking, or while the, some of the guardians are talking to you, and then you round a corner, and there's the first jump point, and you actually go into the jump point. You round a corner, and this is where the fun begins because your your coaster actually makes a tight left turn, but the the actual cars that you're sitting in actually spin around 180 degrees. But it's dark enough to where if you're not, if you're watching the screens, you might not even realize it's happening. Yes. And they're very, very long, wide screens where you actually see Eson again, the evil celestial um, holding the cosmic generator. And then you see the guardian's ship um, sort of run into him and it causes like a blast with the cosmic generator and he is like, what did you do? And you hear uh, Gamora (laughs) say, I think we're jumping back and the fun begins. So that's kind of where this, you know, the actual ride part starts. Yes. So right from there, um, you get kicked back. So there is the... Reverse launch. Correct. So you're going up a hill backwards, basically. Yeah. And it, as soon as that bang hits, 
the music hits yes. too. So which is such a vibe to start the ride at the immediate mu- moment that the music starts. Yes. So what we're going to do now is we're going to give you a little bit of a taste of each one of the song clips that you get on this ride. Um, with a little bit of a blast because I like to edit that stuff in and it's fun. <laughs> um, but so you, like you heard at the very beginning. I think we're jumping back. So you hear Gamora say, I think we're jumping back. And you're like, oh boy. And then a blast happens and then one of six songs will come on. And as you heard at the beginning of the show, Disco Inferno was one of the options. So we're not going to play that one again. Disco Inferno from the Tramps. But... Here are the other five options that you have uh, as far as songs, which are totally random, by the way. It's not set to a certain ride vehicle, nothing like that. It just, it's random. So here is option number two. So this is a flock of seagulls (laughs) with their hit song, I Ran. And this is actually the first song that Danny and I wrote to. Together. And was this the first one? No, this was not the first one you... No. This is the first one we wrote to together. That's correct. So we rode the other day for the first time. Danny got on this ride, and this is what we had. And then the second time, we actually got uh, Disco Inferno. So that's why I started the show with that, because Danny knew what that vibe was like. Yeah. um, As we rode to Disco Inferno today. So that was super cool. The next option that we have for uh, ride music is. This is awesome. Everybody knows this song. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire's September. This makes me feel like I'm at a wedding and I've had enough drinks to get on the dance floor. <laughs> and just picture yourselves, guys. You are literally, you feel like you're floating and you feel like you're you're gliding. You don't even feel like you're on a roller coaster. And with these songs playing in the background, it is such a vibe. It's so much yeah. fun. But yes, so that's Earth, Wind, Fire's September. Um, that is the third option that you can get on Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. The fourth option is... Yeah. This is the one I really wanted to get. I'm just going to have to ride it until I get it. It is Gloria Estevan's Conga. So the reason I really want to get this is because if anybody ever went on the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management with Iago and Zazu, um, they sang this song at the end of the, the oh, that's attraction. Right. That's right. You're right. And I... I like as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Oh, that's that's the what I want to ride to." And you were like, "What are you talking about? Why?" Yeah. <laughs> but I love that. I love that 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 is an option. Same. Um, the fifth option that you have to ride Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is. Blondies, one way or another. So when you hear this song, what do you have a, like a, something that pops up right away? Not in particular. So two things pop up for me every what time I hear this song. Um, the Rugrats movie. Oh, yeah. And yes. <laughs> yes. The Rugrats movie. Cynthia. Oh, Cynthia. Um, <laughs> That's really funny that you said that. And Mean Girls. This, okay. is, this is a song that is really big in Mean Girls. And so 
Yeah. It's a it's a great song. It's another. I this is one of the uh, songs that I actually haven't written to yet. I've written to four songs in my seven trips through the galaxy with the Guardians, and the only ones I haven't written to are this song, which is Blondie's One Way or Another, or Conga that we heard uh, right before this, and then the final option that you have for. Uh, riding through the galaxy with the guardians is which is the very first time you rode right this was the first song that i wrote to this is tears for fears everybody wants to rule the world and when i tell you this is a vibe (laughs) it is such a different feeling song than the other five and when you're floating through space looking at the amazing technology that you're looking at it's just like i want this to never end because i'm just grooving right now and i know our friend tony tony is like my spirit animal (laughs) tony and i love jurassic park we love a lot of the same things and tony and i were texting back and forth talking about how much we loved riding to this song and yes He's absolutely right. It's the best song to ride to, in my opinion. But you haven't had a chance to ride to this song yet. Nope, I haven't. But I think once you do, you'll understand what I'm talking about. So, (laughs) it's funny. There are two you have not written to. I've only written to two. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I've written to this one twice, and I've written to Disco Inferno twice. What's crazy to me is that you've written seven times, and out of the six songs, you've only gotten four. Right. What are the odds of that? It's totally random, though. That's that's. I know, that's but the fun of it. Yeah, but now I'm wondering how long it'll take you to get the other two. It, it could be the next two rides. It could be like my fifteenth ride where I finally you know, get Congo. You know how places are really into those like blind boxes where you like open stuff and you want to collect them all. Yes. Now that this is gonna be that that this is gonna be like yeah. you have to ride or like all, Pokemon. Like Pokemon, yeah. Uh, but those are all the songs that you can ride to now. It's really kind of hard to explain exactly what happens on this coaster. <laughs> it really is. but And it doesn't translate well to video. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Like people who are doing like the POV videos. I appreciate the attempt, Like, but it, it's tough to watch on video. Yeah. I mean, there are some cameras and stuff out there that exist for like for a good video of this. But I don't think a lot of people have them. Like most people use like vlogging equipment, either their phones or their like actual cameras. There's one camera. Do you remember me showing it to you? It's like called 360 or something. But I don't think a lot of people use that. And if they have, they haven't been on Guardians yet. Now, here's the thing. And here's why I think it doesn't translate well to video. A, your your vehicle does rotate. And so... It, it doesn't. There's no rhyme or reason to how it rotates. So you can be rotating, rotating to the left, and then you're climbing up a hill, and you're going backwards, and then you're rotating right. back around. So there's no rhyme or reason to why you're rotating, aside from it rotating you to see something specific. Right. Whereas if you're just filming, you're just looking at a little bit of a like a rectangular perspective where you might actually miss what you're supposed to be looking at. Right. Because there's are there are parts where you're going up and over hills or like around corners where there's like gigantic projections on the wall of Isan um, and the Guardians and us just like fighting out in space. And if you're camera isn't doesn't have like a crazy wide angle lens, you're definitely gonna miss some of that. And it's just, it's not worth watching a POV before riding this ride. So the other thing is, as soon as you have, um, 
you get in the reverse launch, you are surrounded by stars. You are seeing the Milky Way, Earth, these jump points. The moon. Yeah, the moon. And the thing is, in terms of like a camera focusing on something, there's way too much that's going on. Right. And it's all going by so fast. Yeah. By the time a camera had the chance to like focus on something like that, yeah. it would it would just already it that's why it doesn't translate well. Honestly, even riding it, there's stuff you miss. Right. And that's why this ride is so incredibly rewritable. Can I say something that I want everybody to remember when they ride it? Sure. I want to lay down in the Milky Way. <laughs> it looks so fluffy. It looks so cool. It looks so fluffy. Yeah. I just want to lay down in the Milky Way and just like make Milky Way angels yeah. in it. Like it looks so fluffy. Yeah. So we touched on a little bit on projections. You know, there's giant projections in the ride. The jump points are really cool. They're all very brightly lit up when you're jumping through them. Um, but one thing I really wanted to touch on was the lighting. When you blast off at the beginning and your music starts and you're going backwards towards the reverse launch, there's this really cool, like, almost like a... A blast. Uh, like a hyperspace, yeah, like yeah. jump to light speed type effect of like, it almost looks like lightning. Where right. you're, it's you're like surrounded in like a tunnel of lightning while you're jumping back into time into the reverse launch, and that was a really cool effect for me. Yeah, um, that's one of my favorite effects. It's it's beautiful. Now, one thing I do want to say because we could talk about different effects and it maybe not make much sense until you right. ride it. Right. But one thing is. I want you guys to remember is the ride vehicles move 360 degrees. So the entire time you're riding, like there's one point that I think was, might be one of my favorite points is like when you're kind of like, uh, almost like you're going down a drain. Yeah. Um, where the moon is. Yeah. You're going around the moon and, uh, the ride vehicles do a beautiful job of first, like you're looking someplace else and then it kind of like turns you as you're going around the moon, so you're like you're looking at the moon. Right. And so the ride vehicles are actually turning and moving to almost give you like this. Uh, it, it's hard to say, like an effect that you actually are like traveling through time and space. Right. Um, you know, the fact that you're moving on the track and your vehicle is moving gives a very like I just I love that effect because yeah. you really feel like you're you're traveling like the guardians of the galaxy and when you're not traveling in the exact same direction as the track it feels so much smoother oh too. so cool you're just you're gliding and floating the entire time and yes there are little climbs and yes there are little dips and like danny was saying there's the 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 scene where you're going around the moon almost feels like you're a quarter in one of those things yes that you used to drop a quarter in in the mall where it would like circle around circle around circle around and then v eventually fall in the hole are those like what is that called I have no idea. it's like a tornado or yeah. like a like a drain like it goes down the drain yeah like it's what bill's talking about is like when they're raising money so they want you to like watch the coin yeah go around, around and around, around and around, around, around and around and around and then once your coin falls in you've donated money yeah uh yeah that's exactly what it felt like right but Overall, I feel like the actual ride is so beautifully smooth and creates this illusion of actually traveling through space. I mean, as far as I know. Um, but, and the sights are absolutely breathtaking 
And the movement along with the music, along with the visuals is just chef's kiss. Oh my gosh. This is, it's incredible. Yeah. Now, if one thing that I've learned about myself is when I go on a new ride, I don't hear myself until I'm like halfway through the ride. I don't realize I'm just like bellowing apparently, or, you know, and on this ride, what I kept doing was I kept going, whoa, whoa. And I heard myself do it and I was like, but that's what the ride feels like. Yeah. yeah. Like you literally know, don't have any idea of what direction you're heading next. Yeah, and that's why I lost my voice because I kept yelling like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, we just went past the moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like literally that's what it was. But um I mean, I have now I've had, you know, two rides. Now that you've had seven, mm-hmm. I want you to kind of like give a little feedback on how you feel about the actual like the, the, the ride, ride. yeah well just the the track like from the blast off to the stop oh it's incredible um like i said at the beginning of the show this is the only ride i think i would ever consider paying the individual lightning lane for because it's that damn good it is so smooth it like i i can't even describe the ride to you without you riding it and it's like you're you're floating sideways and then you're going down and then your your vehicle is rotating and you're climbing a hill going sideways and then you're going down a hill backwards and you're going up a hill sideways and it's just it doesn't spin around like the teacup so if you're worried about it like spinning oh. around and making you sick that's not what we're talking about somebody mentioned that like everybody that they knew in a certain party like got motion sickness and I can see how it can happen but it's very very unlikely I've just I mean, if you're not getting motion sickness on like Space Mountain or on yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of like anything rock and roller coaster. on Splash, rock and roller coaster, anything that is has a little bit of intensity, then I would say that you're good. Um, and if if you're worried about it, take a little Dramamine before you yeah. go on the ride. I would say now one thing I put in our note here is I wanted to talk about the intensity because that's a huge deal for people who are hesitant about riding coasters. As somebody who was very much hesitant to ride coasters years ago. Okay. And now um, will basically get on anything except for like the tick, 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 300 tall ones. I'm not 300 feet tall ones. I'm still not a fan of that because of the heights. Yeah. But intensity wise, I would say this is no more intense than the most intense parts of Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. I would say Space Mountain intensity, maybe, because they're like 15 to 20 foot drops at the most. Would you say that? Uh, it's got the space, smoothness space of... Space Mountain is so hard to... Com- so well, yeah, Space Mountain is an old coaster, and it's rickety, and it's rough. And I love it. But, but, like- <laughs> but Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is very smooth, and there are a couple of drops where you, you, you they're like 20 feet, and you, you feel your stomach move a little bit. But it doesn't really get much more intense than that. Here's the thing. It's hard to compare any of these rides because when I think about Seven Dwarves Mine Train... It's it's to give perspective. Well, what I was going to say was there are some like turns and stops and stuff that um, you almost feel like a little bit... It's very smooth, but it's also like the stop and go can feel a little bit like... I don't know, jerky on guardians. No, on seven doors. Oh yeah, train, yeah, yeah, totally. Where guardians has, I'm not comparing completely, the rides. No, no, but I'm saying 
if you like for people who are concerned about that sure guardians doesn't have any of that no you like <laughs> you may not even realize you're on a coaster <laughs> this ride is everything everybody wanted escape from gringotts to be oh yes <laughs> it's it's a uh, a coaster with some scenes but you never actually come to a stop and it's like four thousand times more coaster than, than escape from gringotts oh man that's that's my one issue with escape from gringotts that ride could be so awesome if it was more coaster right and i mean but that ride is more storytelling right that is not canon right um <laughs> sorry yeah. read, read the books yeah but universal times. owns everything <sighs> We're not, we're not gonna go there. We're almost an hour into this. We're not oh gonna go there. Oh my goodness, that's a story for another day. Yeah, that's a story for another day. Yeah, um, but here's the thing: at the end of the day, if you're worried about this ride, I say ride it. Uh, it is so smooth. There are no, I would not say there are any big drops. No, like I said, maybe fifteen twenty feet, maybe. But no- but nothing like drop like. It's hard to say. Like, there's nothing like. When I'm talking drops, I'm talking like Splash Mountain. There's nothing like that. You know what? Some of the like swirls remind me of like some of the big like because a lot of it you're seeing a lot of like the the space like the the stars and stuff around you. Is have you ever driven on a highway and like uh, gone like over an overpass and it's really like big? Yeah. And like had to kind of go fast. Yeah. Some of some of it kind of reminds me of it's like, like a big circular on ramp. If you did that, but on steroids, yeah, and in space, <laughs> yeah. there's no like straight down, like looking down drops. If that's what you're worried about, there ain't none of that. I just think overall that this ride should be ridden if you know you can physically, you know, if as long as you don't have any like health conditions that you're concerned about. Uh, I I have something to say about this ride here in a second, but I want to I want to kind of get to I want to get to those overall thoughts here. Yes. Um, but uh, you so, so speed, intensity, smoothness, it's butter, baby. Like <laughs> <laughs> The speed is very comfortable and very family friendly. Um, the intensity, like I said, is no worse than the worst parts of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah. And then the smoothness is next level, un, unmatched. It is that good. It is that smooth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you... you um, like Danny was saying, you pass it's some butter. you <laughs> pass some physical set pieces. You pass the Milky Way, you pass the Moon, and then you pass Earth, and then you're teleported back to Epcot. Space butter. Yes. Um, so you go through this tunnel, which has a really really cool lighting effect when you do the teleportation, and then you round a corner, and then there's another screen with the Guardians, and then there's several different scenes that happen. We're not going to spoil those for you, but there's several different scenes depending on when you ride. There's jokes that are being cracked. There's dialogue. There's all kinds of fun stuff when you're about to pull into the unload station. Yes. Now, um, the thing about this is uh, they are welcoming welcoming you to Guardians of the Galaxy right. in some way, shape, or form. Right. And uh, I will say that on the first ride, we stopped in front of it. The second ride, we w- flew right past it. Right. So... Uh, I don't know what you'll get, but you will get a different scene every time you ride of the Guardians welcoming you in some way, shape, or form. So you have, I've only seen two scenes. I don't know if there's more than that, but you could get a different one theoretically. Right. It's not the exact same thing when you ride through there every single time. Um, but yeah, um, 
now that we are an hour into this breakdown of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, I want to kind of get our final thoughts, and I want to put them out there as canon, and kind of let you guys know what our thoughts are, because I know there are some people that do trust our opinions. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for being um, our fellow park hoppers. Uh, I want to talk to you, Danny. I want you to give me after two rides now on two separate days with two separate songs. I'm like two dinky rides two, compared to your seven. Two separate experiences at the end. Um, just everything was very different for both of your rides. And so I want to hear your overall thoughts on the ride as a whole and then give it give it a number grade between one and a hundred. Okay, so first off, I'm just going to preface this by saying I you guys have heard me say that I think Velocicoaster is one of the best rides in Orlando. Um, I think that Guardians of the Galaxy has dethroned that, in my humble opinion. Wow. Uh, and the reason for that is, first off, rewritability. There is, you can get a different experience every time, uh, depending on the song, depending on the different scenes. Uh, and overall, actually having something Marvel in Orlando to ride is, well, at Disney is so amazing. And getting to see the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, is just so, so much fun. And the technology that they used for this ride, like, uh, if this is the direction that theme park rides are going... Man, oh man, y'all are mean for making us wait this long for them. <laughs> I mean, I want to ride them now. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I I love this. And one huge, huge plus that this ride has, aside from just being incredible and amazing and smooth like space butter and fun with the guardians, is that you get to stand in the air conditioning. <laughs> okay. And I just, I mean, come on. everyone I know has stood in line for like an hour. By the time you got on the ride, you're just like, all right, I'm ready to cool down. You're already cool. You're already entertained in the entire queue. By the time you get on the ride, you're just so amped about it that it just makes that experience so much more enjoyable. And I think that having all of that kind of all under one roof, uh, I, I just have no complaints about this ride. I think the only people who would not or maybe not wouldn't like this ride, but the only people who may like ride this once and then be like, that was cool, is if you don't like music and if you don't like Marvel. So I know that there are some people who maybe that music might not be their cup of tea. Sure. But if you don't like music or Marvel, then... But 70s, 80s music is what's associated with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's why those songs were chosen. But what I'm saying is, I think everybody else under the sun, and I don't know anybody who doesn't like Marvel and music. (laughs) Right, or music, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know very few people who aren't at least a little in tune to either of those. Right. I just think this is a slam dunk. It's a home run. All of the sports analogies. I love it. Um, and I think it's the best ride in Orlando. I don't, and hands down. Okay, one through a hundred number grade. A thousand. <laughs> okay, an acu- an actual number. Well, I can't, I, I can't pronounce words. I also can't math. Apparently, a um, hundred. All right, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's a perfect ride. You can't say that to me. You said a hundred. That's an A plus. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give it a hundred. Yeah. Okay. 
that's more than fair. That's what I just want that from you. Okay. So I appreciate your honesty and um, your evaluation of the ride. That's very, very cool. All right. Now tell me what you think. I now have to, after riding it seven times, the first two times, I didn't even get to see the queue. So I went through and we, the queue wasn't even finished yet when we were riding for the first couple of times. And the ride blew me away the first two times. Where did, but, you, where did you enter? Uh, backstage. I, we can't tell you where. Back, oh. Backstage. Okay. Um, basically went through a door, basically right into the loading area. Okay. Um, and so, like I said, I rode it the first two times without any sort of backstory. And I absolutely loved the ride with no context. However, I was like, what is happening? Right. What just happened? Because imagine seeing everything from when you board the coaster train going into the ride without any of that Terry Crews stuff and any of the the Nova Prime and any of the Xandar, the wonders of Xandar or any of that stuff or the teleportation or you meeting the monster for the first time. Imagine riding it with none of that. And that's <laughs> that's how I felt. I was like, that was really amazing. I would and have really no cool, idea what was going on. But what just happened? But finally we were able to go through the queue once it opened and that ride got so much better for me even though it was already really really good so like we were saying before i got four of the six songs i'm really hoping to be able to vibe to all six songs while riding cosmic rewind at some point but um it is by far my favorite ride at disney and I would go as far to say it is the best ride at Disney currently. Um, Danny and I's opinions kind of vary a little bit as far as comparing it to Velocicoaster because they're very different rides. But they are neck and neck, if not maybe Guardians of the Galaxy slightly ahead as the best ride in Orlando. Because... The the rewritability is huge. Even though I love going on Velocicoaster oh, over and over and over and over again, it is the exact same experience every, every single, time. single time. We go through the queue. Uh, Megan, Nick, and Danny and I were quoting Chris Pratt's lines. Right. Uh, you know, oh, the hunty's on. You know, you know, you <laughs> Look, there's a Kong that the baby Velociraptors right. are playing with. Right, exactly. And um, so you get exact same experience every single time on Velocicoaster, even though that ride is amazing. Even though the... <laughs> We'll point out when the uh, the background turns from day to night. <laughs> yeah, that that's yeah, sure, that's the difference. But even then, if you ride at five o'clock and eight o'clock, you'll see a different background on the screen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it not to take anything away from Velocicoaster, it's still by far my favorite ride at Universal, and was my favorite ride in Florida up until this opened. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy: Cosmic Rewind, the Imagineers just completely knocked it out of the park, and I want to kind of talk to the haters out there. Because there was concept art that was released when this ride was announced at D23 in 2017. Holy crap, five years ago. Um, there was, co- there was uh, concept art that was released that looked like the uh, teleportation room was supposed to have animatronics. And Groot and Rocket, I think, were supposed to physically be there. Although I don't think that Disney ever announced that they would be animatronics. It just kind of looked like that in the original concept art. And when this ride opened and it was screens, a lot of people were like, eh, screens, they cheaped out. Where this ride is just so immersive that it just immerses you. 
in the story so well that I have no issue with the fact that the queue doesn't have animatronics. So real quick number, what are you, you, you what is it zero to a hundred? I would say the fact that, um, uh, everything happens so fast on the ride and that equates to amazing rewritability. But once you're on the actual coaster part of the ride, everything happens so fast and you're kind of flying by everything so fast that you don't quite understand what's going on unless you're like really paying attention to it. I mean, the same with Rise. Totally, totally. Um, so I would say just because of that, I might take a couple of points off. So I'm going to give it a 98. A 98 of a, out of 100, 100 out of 100 for Danny. That gives us an average of a 99. That's about as close to a perfect attraction as you can get. I do want to mention one thing. When you were saying that uh, people were hating on the concept art, meaning that they had a concept for the ride, yeah, yeah. that it wasn't a final plan for the ride, that's the thing that always gets me. Yeah, so people are complaining the fact that you know out in out in disneyland out in california adventure at avengers campus the uh the guardians of the galaxy uh ride out there that replaced tower of terror in the queue there is a rocket animatronic that is there and he's talking to you versus you know a couple years later this opens and it's all screens and that's you know it's fine like they also gave Tower of Terror a facelift, right. and this is a was basically completely brand new. Right, right. I mean, other than the repurposed, you know, Ellen's like building, right. but overall, we love this ride, um, and I'm very excited because it's just I want to ride like all the time right now. Like I want to go tomorrow, and the fact that I can't go tomorrow is frustrating me this is genuinely the first must ride attraction that disney's put in the parks in a very long time i mean i think rise was sure but like every time you go this is a must ride where i've gone on rise so many times i don't need to go on rise anymore that's definitely fair this is a must ride every time you go to epcot get that virtual queue pay that individual lightning lane Hopefully, when the standby line opens, it's not a million miles long. But if it's not, it's worth the wait. I will also say that Mickey and Minnie's is a must ride for me. Sure. And that's very rewritable. And that was very recently. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I I can go without, if I go to Hollywood Studios, I can go without getting on Runaway Railway. If you go to Epcot, this is an absolute must for Epcot. I'll give you that. I'll give you that for sure. But um, overall, we are so excited for this to open. We have uh, reservations for opening day. Does that mean we're going to get on the ride? <laughs> I don't know. We both work that day, so we'll, it's going to be we'll an adventure. Now, uh, we did want to close up with a couple quick uh, things to go over before we let you guys go. First off, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Yeah. Now, we are probably going to dive into that a little bit, you know, uh, in, in a later episode in more detail. But what you need to know right now is it is returning from August 12th to October 31st this year. And tickets are actually about to go on sale. So for this, uh, tickets are going to be going on sale to everyone on May the 18th. 
So that is less than a week away. So make sure that if you want to go to this, uh, to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, make sure that you are ready to purchase those tickets. That's this upcoming Wednesday, May 18th. We haven't had Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party since 2019. Last year was the um, the After Hours Party, which was not the same. And again, we're going to dive deeper into that. But if you want to make sure you snag your tickets, make sure that on May the 18th that you are ready for that. I also know that if you are staying on property that you can begin purchasing your tickets as early as May the 12th. So if you are staying on Disney World property, make sure you go and see if you can get those already. So we don't have any like additional information about that. So make sure if you're staying on property, that you go check that out so you can snag your tickets and make sure that you get to this Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party for the first time since 2019. So with that said, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, we did want to let you guys know before we wrap it up that we will. our next episode is going to take place. Uh, we, we will uh, see you guys as of, I believe, May 25th. That is the earliest that we'll drop a new episode. I am going to be flying home to Texas. Uh, and so I won't be here to record. <laughs> and because of that, you may not hear from us just for a couple extra days. So keep an eye out for that next episode to come out. Uh, right after that, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be opening. So make sure that you're following us on all forms of social media. Make sure that you are following us on YouTube, that you check out our uh, video of Guardians of the Galaxy. And again, we have so much exciting stuff that's coming in 2022. And so make sure that you are there for all of it. And make sure after May 27th, if you're heading to Epcot, you make sure that you get up early and get that virtual queue and get yourself on Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join our ever-growing following on TikTok. Head over to YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos and more. For one-stop access to all of our created content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.